last week on Glee Boot, Puck shaved his mohawk and everyone cared on the show, but we didn't care. And he sort of dated Mercedes and then she was like, wait, I have standards. And uh, Kurt sang John Mellencamp and Brittany was amazing. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Glee Boot. Nailed it. Glee Boot. Um, <laughs> okay, so like before we like jump in, I just have to say that I started watching Fiero. My God, shut <laughs> up. I love you. Um, I started watching Disney's American Horror Story season eight. I was scrolling through Netflix and it played part of that season's like cold open. And I was like, okay, this looks really good. And I literally watched two episodes and I'm obsessed with it, which I which is usually what happened with American Horror Story with me. It was like, I was like, oh my God, this is great. Like the first three or four episodes. And then I was like, oh, this is garbage. So yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, uh, Disney's American Horror Story season eight. Uh, not on Disney Plus yet, but I'm sure it will be eventually. Disney's High School Musical, the musical, the series is still delightful. Please watch. Everyone. I haven't seen the most recent episode, but I'm not far behind. So wait, does it come out weekly on Disney Plus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I hate <laughs> that so much. I love it. I love watching shows weekly. It's literally cable. I don't. It's I don't. literally cable. Whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> what else was I going to say? Oh, did you see, I should have sent it to you, but there was like a BuzzFeed. <laughs> oh my God, this cat is so cute. Oh, she's doing the most adorable thing right now. She's like cuddling with my hand. For everyone who so doesn't good. know, Fiero is Hannah's roommate's cat. Yes, she's just the like, most important thing to me, and she's not even my cat. Just like Suki is my roommate's cat, and also the most important <laughs> thing to me. <laughs> exactly. I love that we're both we both are, have our respective cats on the podcast today. <laughs> Fiero has a lot to say about this episode. Um, don't hit me. Um, (laughs) She does like me, I promise. Oh, okay. So BuzzFeed published this like article that was like, the high school musical, the series kids tried to recreate the high school musical jump photo. And I was like, oh, I just sent this to Cullen and then I forgot. (laughs) So I would recommend you finding it on the internet so you can look at it for yourself. (laughs) I shall search. We have the whole episode to watch or listen. What are we doing? <laughs> Talk about. I'm so distracted by this adorable cat. Oh my god, it's so great. This, okay. This yeah. week's episode, Dream On, is about my favorite topic in life, dreams. If you have to talk about my own, like, I've written multiple songs with the term dream in the title. Okay, but let's clarify here, because when you say dream, I think I'm sleeping at night and I have a really epic dream, because that's what happens to me. I have epic dreams at night when I'm asleep. She texts me, have you had your coffee yet? That is our signal that Alyssa or myself has had a really crazy dream. Yes. And that's our friendship. That's so, it. So good. That just, <laughs> just, just dream sharing in Glee Boot. That's it. <laughs> um, I can't wait to show you guys this video of the of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, like dreams, like wishes, 
your heart makes, like things that you want. Hey, hey we gotta be careful with those lyrics there, pal. <laughs> your heart. Oh wait, this is a this is a Disney property. We're okay. Yeah, we're okay. Um, yeah. Also, I speaking of sleeping dreams, I had a dream like a sleeping dream where I was at a party drunk, and I was like, Jonathan Groff and Leah Michelle were so good on Glee together. <laughs> could see it in their eyes. Wait, <laughs> like, your dream was that you were drunk and talking about this? Yeah. And literally no one was arguing with you. Because yeah. everyone's like, yeah, you're right. They were amazing. Yeah, in my dream world, no one says, who's Jonathan Groff? What's Glee? Wasn't that show forever ago? My most uh, recent dream is nowhere near the level of like logic that yours gets to. Oh, my dreams tend to be very like, I'll see someone that I would just normally say, hi, how are you? As I walk down the street. And that's what we do in the dream. Oh no. It's like. <laughs> do you want to know what my most recent dream that I remember was? I'm scared. Um, basically there were these tiny dinosaurs that were about the size <laughs> of mice and they lived in a little community where they had to steal vegetables from a giant garden that belonged I'm to sorry, humans. I'm sorry, are you talking about Ratatouille, the movie? The no, they're dinosaurs! Not rats. Dinosaurs. This sounds like a great kids show. <laughs> it sounds kind of like, like Fraggle movie. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my movies ideas come from my dreams, so it could happen. Basically, there were some interdimensional travel and tragic backstories of children dinosaurs who lost their parents when the farmers went after them it was all it was oh it was quite an ordeal um and then like the main character shape shifts into a giant human farmer and is oh on gosh. a search to find their lost their long lost father that's the most uncomfortable thing since jack jack became human in cinderella <laughs> Just also saying. available on Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus indie streamer supports them. I'm drinking <laughs> wine. All right. Uh, I I had two beers at like one o'clock today, and I have to limit my alcohol intake so I don't die. True. So I was about to give you a hard time. I remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna just keep blaming it on my like liver disease or whatever. We're gonna talk about the most displeasing plot first. It's what the episode opens with. Uh, we got Alyssa's favorite principal, Principal Figgins, and Will's walking in, and he's like, we have someone from the school board here, Brian Ryan. He's Neil Patrick Harris, and he is here to... God, his name is so terrible. <laughs> Wait, Neil Patrick Harris or Brian Ryan? Brian Ryan. Okay. Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris just is guilty of only like one thing is that making his entire name his name because it's hard to say. Yeah, it's a long one. It's a long one. It's a doozy. Um, and he's all like, oh, Brian Ryan, Will is remembering that they went to high school together and he was his evil enemy and he got all the girls and solos and it flashbacks to like the eighties and they're singing Daydream Believer. Uh, and Brian Ryan has, or is it Ryan Brian? Ryan Br Brian Ryan. Brian Ryan <laughs> has the most terrible haircut, a mullet, 
Mm-hmm. It's real bad. Will has fake braces and acne. And he like does a weird chuckle that I'm just going to say is super creepy. <laughs> well, I mean, this scene is also really creepy because they try to make them seem younger and they just don't. They oh, just yeah. seem like adults it, in children's 80s. clothing. <laughs> yeah. You mean like Glee? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Will, though, is like, he could literally give money to orphans and we'd be like, we hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, he, there's a lot of like really crazy lines in like that Figgins encounter. Like he calls it a, like a a show choir conversion group. Oh yeah. So Brian Ryan's deal is he was the hit in show choir he was in a weird theme park musical and he did the cruise tour and then he got into drugs because he was a fa- failure. And then he found his Honduran social worker, Jesus. Jesus. He says Jesus, but it he was... He says Jesus. I know. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's like a combination of just like white people not wanting to say other like nationalities or ethnicities names properly and the joke of being like, oh, yeah, he found God. No, just kidding. So, like, it was like like a one-two punch of awfulness. I had, well, had brief Cullen's Corner. When I was in Nicaragua, one of our friends that made one of our translators, his name was Jesus. And he was like, you guys can call me Jesus because you're American. And we're just like, no. we're going to call you <laughs> Jesus. Because <laughs> that's your name. That's how people say it. <laughs> I'm not used to calling someone Jesus in casual convo. <laughs> <laughs> LOL, that too. Sup, Jesus was lit last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's basically his whole thing. Is He wants to cut the glee club, he hates the arts, and he runs a show choir conversion program, and he thinks... Climate. He runs. He also owns the dealership, and he's like, climate change is just a theory. Yeah. Well, he calls it global warming. Global warming because we call it climate change. Nine. Yeah. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah. And what does so talk about that conversion therapy or group, whatever? So okay, Brenda Castle, played by Molly Shannon, is back from. Was this last episode or the episode before where she was like harassing Will for being a slut? That was uh, we're all blending together now. That was, yeah. It was bad reputation. Bad reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up that beef between you guys over the title. Um, yeah, so that's like, not beef. That's just a fact. Okay, <laughs> so she's there, and I don't really understand. Like they all. I don't know. Like the one guy, he was like singing, singing songs about my dad's prostate cancer doesn't make him feel better. It makes him more depressed about the situation. And I'm like, what is this group about? I don't understand it. But it was Glee trying to be zany and coding his like I hate show choir thing as like a rejection of being gay. That it was like that's what you got. It was like coded. Throughout the thing, we'll get throughout the thing, the episode. Um, we'll get to the. There's another scene where it's kind of like that too, where it's like, it's not saying the character's gay, but it's like acting as, like, like it's a similar thing. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like mirroring the idea of like, 
of of gay conversion programs and like being in the closet yeah um okay i've never been to a gay conversion program so i cannot speak to this neither have i (laughs) neither yeah neither have i Um, i when i watched that scene i took it as being something more like an aa group yeah they're all addicted to no it does definitely have that like it's kind of both because he's definitely he's like in recovery sort of thing and he still has relapses as we'll see i guess but also i'm pretty sure there's a line that says show choir kills and i literally wrote lmao show choir kills um i don't know why (laughs) i'm just like looking at my notes and i'm like this was 45 minutes ago why why are they like this i don't have a lot of notes also yeah it's there's not a it's a pretty competent episode. Like I think it was overall pretty good. I mainly hated the Will stuff because Will. It's Will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, gonna be honest. I was actually really angry at the end because of how much I really liked it. <laughs> I was angry. I was like, oh, this was actually a good episode. I'm so mad. Glee isn't an entirely bad show. It has good episodes. Yeah, it's so strange. I was like. I literally, I didn't go into it raging because I saw the title. I remembered exactly what was going on because Neil Patrick Harris just literally kills it. Are we going to go over this every time that there's an episode that you kind of like? You just got to learn to be happy. Anna. Yeah, I need, this is what I need. I need, this is my therapy. You got to learn. how I accept that sometimes glee can be okay. Sometimes you got to feel glee. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, He can, Principal Figgins convinces Will to let uh, Brian Ryan talk to the Glee Club. Which is the most fucking, Alyssa, what were you thinking about Figgins at the second? Because I was like losing my shit. Honestly, there, uh, I don't know. Principal Figgins didn't really make it into the scope of my imagination in this episode. He just, I don't know. I think I was blinded by the fact that Dr. Horrible was going to talk to the Glee kids. (laughs) (laughs) Valid. (laughs) I did, Will, when he's trying to act indignant, is so performative. It's like when I am acting indignant for theater, because I don't, I don't act angry and indignant at someone in real life. Um, it's just like, it just felt like, I'm like, this is like my level of acting and you're like a paid regular on a TV show, Will. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so he talks to the Glee Club and he's all like, write down your dreams and he rips out the Artie's piece of paper that he wrote his dream on and he throws it in the trash and he's like, they'll never come true. Dreams don't come true. Look at Will. His dream didn't come true. He's here teaching, like, you guys. Honestly, when he did that, I started snapping. I was like, yes, drag him. (laughs) And Tina's like, show business is what I want to do with my life. And he's all like, you're not going to do that. Your life is going to be crushed. And Tina starts crying. And Will's like, you need to leave. And he's like, you made me realize. And Brian Ryan is like, that makes me realize that I need to cut the Glee Club. And he walks off. Like... Also, I think I wasn't as into what I thought he was going to do. Like, when Principal Figgins was like, yeah, you can talk to the Glee kids, 
it, I didn't realize he was going to be such an asshole about it. Like, you know, I didn't actually know at that moment what he wanted to talk to them about. I only yeah. got it when he was in the classroom. Yeah, no, that definitely took me by surprise. I forgot that tidbit, like the whole like dreams thing. And then like the fact that he was like, you guys are pretty much, there's like a 90, 98% of you are going to literally stay here the rest of your life and work like fast food jobs and stuff like that. And I literally was like, like you, they kind of panned around the kids and like, I think Quinn like rubs her stomach or something, or she's like scratching her head. And there's like a weird like look on Finn's face too. And I was like, oh, yikes. Like he's really scaring these kids. But like, yeah, it was really rough. I would have been scared as a kid if someone told me that. Yeah, like someone comes to your club and is just like, yeah, uh, you're not going to – this is pretty much pointless. You're not going to reach any of your dreams. Just like (laughs) lower your expectations and uh, aim mediocrely. I'm going to say it. Brian Ryan sucks. Not a fan. Wow. He's not That's a hot take. F minus. Oh. Yeah. He's not great. Not a good human. Are going to go all the way to G? G. No, because then he'd be a G, and he's not a G. He's an A. Good one. Nor is he a G6. I mean, I... Wow. Ow. That's a really deep reference. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Sorry, just like picturing high school all over again, hearing that song. All right, let's move on. So Will (laughs) comes in. So Brian Ryan's in the home ec room and he's like, home ec is useful. And Will comes in with his shirt unbuttoned. He teaches you food preparation skills. With his shirt unbuttoned. And I wrote this note in my head at the moment. I'm like, there's nothing I hate more than Matthew Morrison trying to be effortlessly sexy. Wait, I'm sorry. His shirt was unbuttoned? It was like... <laughs> not all the way. Not all the way, but like... One more button than is casually useful or yeah. acceptable. Or like acceptable in a school setting? Yeah. I missed this. Oh my God. Yeah. How could I miss that? I mean, my TV is pretty far away and I have bad <laughs> eyes. I need to get glasses. New glasses. You should have seen the day that Colin wasn't wearing his glasses and tried to help me find my cell phone. That was good. <laughs> yeah, it. I just hated it because he's just trying to be like, oh, I'm just like, bleh, bleh. and I'm like, stop. Um, sorry, this is like my internal <laughs> monologue. And he's trying to be like, ooh, like I'm gonna audition for Les Mis because that no, will get there. But he auditions for Les Mis in like a white T-shirt and a vest and it's like a deep v t-shirt and i'm like uh, <laughs> hate um so then uh he asks brian ryan like i'd like to buy you a beer i'm a man and bros bros ch- talk like this like for old time's sake and so he buys him a beer and he's there he's like how did you end up so jaded like all the guys wanted to be you in high school and all the girls wanted to have you. And Brian Ryan's like, not all the girls. And he's like, oh, who's the one that got away? And he's like, Carrie Delmonico, Will's ex-wife. And Will like spits his drink, which I did too. 
So that was actually funny. And he's all like, oh yeah, I married her, but we got, we're getting divorced. Like we grew apart. No, here's, here's what happened. He said, she was great. Pause. We're going to just stop right there. She was great. Let's unpack that. <laughs> what part of their marriage was great? All right, let's just move on. Uh, we grew, we just grew apart. Really? Is that really what happened? I feel like you're leaving something out. I can't remember what it was, though. Huh. Then, a couple lines later, he says, you know what helped me get out of a terrible marriage? Really, Shu, you spiraled quite a bit. She was great. We just grew apart. I had a terrible marriage. <laughs> like, he also left out the part that she faked a baby, <laughs> but he would stay with her. Like, what? This is the thing about Glee compared to... They Some have amnesia. <laughs> the thing about Glee is that Glee wants to sort of be, it wants not to be just soapy. It wants to be like real. So they forget how wacky they are. Like they'll yeah. bring up the conversion, like the AA show choir group, but they'll never bring it up again. It's just a one-time joke. Or they'll have Terry fake a pregnancy, but they'll have Will talk about it like it was a normal thing that happened. Whereas, like, recently Riverdale did an episode, because that's a, that's a bonkers show, too, called In Treatment, where they were talking with the school guidance counselor. And as they're like, oh, yeah, like, my mom was spying in a cult, da, 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 and, like, the school guidance counselor has, like, this kind of understandable adult reaction of, like, WTF? Like, what? <laughs> as they casually talk about these things. And it was, like, it's nice that the show acknowledges, like, oh, we're bonkers, and a normal person would think this is all insane. And Glee is bonkers, but they don't have the characters acknowledge it. And I think that is sometimes where they go wrong. I think they also really just wanted to, like, forget about the fact that they had done that storyline. Because they literally <laughs> were never going to bring Terry back. And they're like, yep, that happened. And, uh, and then they're going to be like, nope, it didn't happen. She just had, they just grew apart. You know, it happens. Because of Glee, not because of the baby. <laughs> Yeah, because of New Directions. <laughs> Our favorite team name. He's obsessed with New Directions. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a lie. Like, tell me, show me the lie. It's not a lie. <laughs> you sound like Janet on The Good Place, not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then Will is like, you know, the arts are important. And he starts playing, and then Brian Ryan starts crying. And this is another thing where it's like, he's living a secret closeted life. He's like, my life is a lie. I sneak mm -hmm. up to New York and I see a bunch of Broadway shows. And this was another <laughs> kind of like gay coded, like my life is a lie, I'm in the closet kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's, that's at least the vibe I got from it. And then he starts, then Will puts in Piano Man and is like, you sang this on stage and you at regionals or sectionals or whatever, and you're amazing. And Alyssa's response was, I believe, now they have to ruin Piano Man. That's it what was, I said too. Why did they have to ruin Piano Man? I said, why are they, I literally said, she was ruining Billy Joel. <laughs> like Billy Joel's reputation now is kaput. Glee has ruined bad reputation. It. <laughs> oh, you finally got it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that was, 
Okay, so I was really angry about it, but then I was like, uh, there were some pretty dope harmonies, and I'm mad about it. Well, like, that's the thing. Like, I was really angry when it started playing, and then mm-hmm. by the end, I was like, oh, that's, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but yeah. still. Valid. Still. Same. Yeah. I was like, that was like, that was a very fine line you were towing, Mr. Ryan Murphy. Also, fun fact, this episode was directed by Joss Whedon, who... Directed, directed Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Yes. Blog. He also... He wrote it, too, didn't he yeah. write that? Yeah. He is also responsible for one of the Avengers movies, or two of them. Did he do two of them? I can't remember. He I don't remember. He has Buffy. his fingers in a lot of pies. I think he did Age of Ultron, oh. I don't know, whatever. Else. Yeah. He he's like Ryan Murphy. He has I like what you said. He has his fingers in a lot of pies. It's gross, yeah. and I think it's <laughs> accurate for both of these men. Um, I just imagine like a bake sale, and someone has their like their fingers in all these pies, and everyone walks by just like. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, no, like like Ryan Murphy and Joss Whedon, like they have very similar career vibes because they do a lot of like really different things. Uh, and they do a lot of different things simultaneously. Then uh, he's the piano man inspires Brian Ryan and Will's like the local Lima theater guild is putting on Les Mis. I'm going to audition and you should too. So they show up to the audition and Brian Ryan is suddenly like super competitive with Will. He's like, I'm auditioning for Jean Valjean too. And Will's like, I'm going to sing the impossible dream from the man of La Mancha. And he's, and Brian Ryan's like, I'm going to sing that too. Then he's like, I changed it to dream on from Aerosmith. And he's like, that's what I'm singing too. And the director is like singing as a duet. So they do a pretty dope cover, not as good as the original, but like a good cover of Dream okay. On by Aerosmith. Okay, so I'm going to say something controversial. Are <laughs> Did you, you ready? It? Are you sitting down? I am. I think it's better than the original. Hot oh, take. Boy. Hot as the coals I... on the naughty list. <laughs> I remember listening to this version specifically over and over again. Like, if I had a CD of it, I would have worn it out because it was so fucking banger. And literally, I was sitting here wrapped, my attention wrapped, and just, like, head banging along to it. And then when fucking Neil Patrick Harris does that fucking run at the I literally died. I was like, oh, he's so good. And then I was like, oh, that's right. Shu is still here. Uh, but honestly, Matthew Morrison did really pretty good. Um, yeah. I think it's honestly the harmony with them that I was yeah. like, they, did, they yes. did really well. This is one of the times where I'm like, this is actually really good for Matthew Morrison's voice and he's not being over syrupy or over singing it. Yeah. Yeah. He's not it touching any of his children in the classroom. <laughs> it's actually, it was tastefully done. Well, it actually felt like a good character moment for him also because he had a healthy, com- like competitive relationship with someone else and it showed in the way that they were performing on stage and it was just I don't know if I it's not maybe healthy but it's way (laughs) healthier than all of his other plot lines he's also he definitely has that that penchant for like helping out these old classmates 
who are like down in the dumps, like, like why are people letting him help him help them with their problems when he's got his own shit to work out? I just don't get it. It's a good but. way to bring in guest stars, basically. <laughs> True. <laughs> so they both sing Dream On and the director's like, okay, I'll get back to you. And then we cut to Brian is in Sue's office and she's like, I thought you were taking an ax to the Glee Club. And he's like, I changed my mind and I'm cutting your Cheerios budget because it's insane. And then Sue's like, I'm tired of athletics taking a back seat, (laughs) (laughs) which was some funny tongue-in-cheek humor. Uh, (laughs) Alyssa, did you just put your hands over your face? Yes, I did. How did you know? I could could hear it. And I was like, that's what's happening. I'm picturing it right now. Oh, I loved that little uh, 50s voice you had there, Cullen. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, they have this back and forth where Brian, Ryan lists some facts about how the arts are healthy and like develops. So, so someone obviously Googled like ways the arts help kids. And then she listed some facts about obesity and cut PE. And they're both basically like, yeah, let's have rage sex. And she's like, he's like, should I lock the office? And she's like, no, I have a closet of my own, like Letterman. She, no, she's like a room upstairs. A room upstairs. Yeah. How did that translate to closet? I had a whole thing of wine, okay? <laughs> a whole thing? And I had spiked eggnog. No, no, no. I had no. one glass. But he had one okay. glass of wine. <laughs> thing, and I'm like, there are a lot of things you could put wine in, Cullen. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, like, they, have, they possibly have rage sex. But also, he, like... He's making valid points, and then she actually makes some valid points. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is a stalemate. And then they do the rage sex. But literally when she was, he was like, do you want me to lock the door? And she's like, no. I literally thought she's going to be like, open it. I want them to watch. <laughs> she, she would say that. I know. It was just like, uh, But upstairs. So does she mean like they have to, is there like a secret staircase in her office well, and she they go said upstairs it was secret, so I'm assuming. Yeah. Or yeah. is it like if they just like walk down the hallway and up those stairs and then they'll find her secret room? I don't know. Is it like the room of requirement in Harry Potter? <laughs> but only when you want to have rage sex. Yeah. I mean, that's how the room of requirement yeah. works. This was, uh, I just remember seeing this on TV as a little high schooler. And this was the first time I heard of the concept of rage sex. Just throwing oh, that out good there. for you. Yeah, and being like, being like, this show is depraved. I don't think I <laughs> totally thought that, but I was just like, oh my gosh, they're so edgy. Uh, that's great. Yeah, uh, that goes basically nowhere, except Brian Ryan shows up at the Glee Club and he's like, I love Glee. Um, I bought you bedazzled jean jackets. And Kurt's like, yes. And this tearaway dancewear and Brittany and Santana are like, ooh, and <laughs> I got you all the sheet music you need. And then Sue comes in and she's like, congratulations, Will. And he's like, oh, I'm glad you're a good sport about your budget being cut. And she's like, no, because you got the role of Jean Valjean and Les Mis. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris, Brian Ryan, got the role of townsperson. And he has the line of hooray. And then he's all like, 
I'm cutting the Glee Club and taking away your funding. And he takes away all the stuff he gave them because he's a little baby. So bad loser. He's not a baby like baby Yoda. He's like a bad one. Wow. Lots of pop culture references today. (laughs) Yeah. You're Um, welcome. So Sue comes in because she says that the dry cleaner who who's the dry cleaner for the Cheerios, this guy who's directing Les Mis. And I was actually really surprised they didn't show us like the quick flash to the scene in which she probably blackmails that man. That's what I was thinking too. But then I'm like, or did he actually get the part and she found out, which seems like the non-Sue thing. So yeah, like, I don't know. Is it authentic or did she plan it? Because it feels like she would have planned that. I feel like this is just a bad character moment for Sue because the rest of the episode does not point to her blackmailing him. Well, yeah, because she she doesn't show up until literally NPH or Brian Ryan goes to see her. Like, that's the first time she's in the episode. Yeah. Right. So but even like, if she had blackmailed him, like, then, for instance, if Will wanted to give up his part, the director wouldn't let him because true. he was being blackmailed. That's true. So I feel like it's something that they could have taken advantage of, but didn't because the rest of the episode wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. Interesting. No, that's valid. I just want to point out a really bad choice they made. They picked a show with two male leads. Which arguably, uh-huh. actually, I'm going to stand by this the whole time. Jean Valjean, it's not interesting. I think both of them should have gone after Javert. This would have probably required them to continue this whole storyline. But why Why didn't they just get cast in the two male leads? Yeah. Exactly. Opposite one another. Instead yeah. of like, like, oh, so you're saying like, instead of going for Jean Valjean, they should have both gone for Javert, but then got cast against each other. No, Alyssa just like I just villains. like Javert. I, okay. No, I it's agree. It's true. I like villains. I think, They're more I interesting think, than normal people. Yeah, no, Jean Valjean, he, he, he stole for a loaf of bread. Like, he's just a good person, even Ugh, though gross. the system hates him. Yeah, and then it's like, but like, Javert, he's got like some shit. He is and traumatized. He's, yeah, he's great. He fucking kills himself. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, I just but, was okay. like, how is about there a they Jones do- person who says hooray? I was like, I have, I have seen this musical a bunch of times. I have listened to it, but I highly doubt that there's actually a townsperson that says hooray. No one's happy about anything in life. Also, is. if that was the case, exactly. But also if that was the case, one person wouldn't just have that one line. Like that person would be playing seven other roles because it's community theater. It's it's just like you could have picked literally any other musical. You could have picked Hairspray. You could have picked Sound of Music. Like any other musical that has like just one primary male lead. Yeah. Like, and they went with the one that very much has two. And I'm just like. I think they just wanted it because of the connection in the other storyline with I Dreamed a Dream, which 
I think is kind of cheap for, for Glee for standards, Glee. even. Yeah, I mean, we all know like, Susan Boyle wrote that song anyway. <laughs> yeah, she she wrote it, and uh, we are forever thankful for this woman who has not been in the spotlight in years. But she had well, several I mean, She got all albums. that I Dreamed a Dream money, though. So. <laughs> yeah, she had several albums, so she, she good. So then Will shows up at rehearsal with, like, a yearbook, and he's like, kids get labeled. Just like in the Bratz movie, and okay. <laughs> deep cut, um, and he's like, I, like, what is his? Th- he's like, I just want, like, I want these kids to feel. Oh, this is actually kind of nice. He's like, I want these kids to feel like stars. Yeah. Because even though they're not all going to be stars, they still shine like them. And when a star dies, it creates a black hole, which sucks out all the light. And you're a black hole right now, and I want you to feel like a star. So I'm giving you Jean Valjean and Brian Ryan is like, then I'll give you the Glee Club. And it's this nice exchange. And it's, I like the idea of like when someone isn't given the chance to shine, even in that small way, when they're a kid, they become a black hole who takes away Mm -hmm. like the light. To be fair, like it was a good idea, but he monologues that for like a good time. It went on for a really long time. And then Brian Ryan's just like, so you'll give me the part if I give you the Glee Club Black. And he's like, yeah, he's like, okay. And I was like, Deal. oh, right. So that was super neat and tied up. Yeah, he is the worst. Let's, uh, let's get to the Artina of it all. Okay. Um, when Wait, he- did you say our Tina or Artina as Artina. in like the shift name? The shift name, Artina. Okay. Which was a missed opportunity because it could have been Tardy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better. Can we use Tardy instead? Tardy. So uh, uh, Tardy is in the library. <laughs> and because Artie's trying to reach a book and Tardy doesn't make any sense. Why? Because you have to have the first part of one name and the last part of the other name. Tina. Tardy. Artie. Oh. What? I'm confused. It's fine. It's fine. Everything it's is fine. fine. The world. Tardy never. makes sense. Life is meaningless. Tardy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe life is meaningless. Just throw that out there. But... Uh, it feels like it sometimes when you're watching Glee. Um, Artie is trying to reach a book in the library and Tina brings it down for him and she's like, oh, what are you reading? About, are you reading about the French New Wave? And Artie's like, yeah, I was thinking because maybe I wouldn't be a star on stage, I could be a star behind the scenes and be a director. Which is actually like a really cool character path. And I was oh, like, yeah. glad they're exploring this. And she's like, is that what you wrote down on your piece of paper? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, you're lying. I went in the trash and I looked it up and it said dancer. Psych. Ernie doesn't actually want to be the director. He wants to be a dancer. He just wants to dance. And he's like, well, that's impossible. And she's like, let's do like a dance number together for Glee Club. And they get like tap wheels for him that like can his wait, wheels wait, wait. Before that, when they're still talking, he, she's like, you oh no, I forgot about with this. Me, but you won't tell me these things. And he's literally like, I may be in a wheelchair, but I'm still a guy. And I'm like, what kind of fucked up toxic masculinity <laughs> is this? I, that's what I thought. Cause I was like, he's like, 
I may not look like I appeal to this particular growth standard, but I want to. <laughs> I literally, like, I was like, this is toxic masculinity on heroin. Like, that's awful. Like, just tell Tina your effing feelings, Artie. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, if I wanted to do something that there was absolutely no way that I could do, I don't think I'd tell anybody about it. Yeah, but it's, I think it's guy. just like... <laughs> no, because I'm an emotionally shut-off person. I also think... known as a man. <laughs> just kidding about all of this. I think that, like, it's the way it comes out that he's, like, he's, like, subscribing to these, like, gross masculine ideals, which, like, he doesn't ever seem like that kind of person, really. Like I think he is. I think Artie's gross. I think... I don't know. I also think that it's, like, by putting it up against, like, it's, like, I may be in a wheelchair, but I'm still a guy. It's, like, does having a... Like, being in a wheelchair mean that you're free of toxic masculinity? Or... I think that he's you, like, ref- share your feelings more. He's referring to being in a wheelchair as like a race or a gender. <laughs> as Glee <laughs> treats it. Right. We got yeah. a, we I got mean, one of everyone. We got a guy, we got a girl, we got a wheelchair, we got a gay, we got an Asian. Like that's how Glee treats Asians. diversity. <laughs> two Asians with the basically the same last name. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I sorry I forgot about that because I did notice that moment when I was watching it. Um, hey, you know what? That's payback for me not noticing that Shu's shirt was too much unbuttoned. <laughs> too much. Too much. Uh, yeah, so he and Tina are doing this dance number and he has tap wheels on. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know they made those. That's actually really cool. And he's just like... I also did not know that. He's like, oh, these suck. I want to walk using these crutches that I borrow. Tina, will you help me walk? And then... Um, I have so much to say about this scene. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's all coming to me right now. So then she helps him walk and then he falls on the ground. And then she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And then he's like, go away. Leave me. You pushed go me away. to do this. Oh, just I go hated away. that line. I just about blew a gasket. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. Yep. And she's like, let me at least like help you. And he's like, go away. And so she rolls her chair, his chair close to him and rolls away and runs away. And I'm just like, Tina's just trying to be nice. Like, she didn't ask you to walk. Like, I get, I totally get why he's upset. And I, I totally get why he would maybe, he would try to push her away in this moment. But the fact that he's literally like, you pushed me to do this, it's like, no, like she wanted to do a number with him. She wasn't ever asking him to overexert himself or exert himself in a way that like he couldn't. She even it, was like, are you sure you want to do this? This yes. doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. And he was like, no, I can do this. I want to try it. Like I have, he literally is like, I have superhuman upper body strength or whatever. Like it, it was just like, Poor Tina. Poor Tina. I felt so bad for Tina. And I but really, also, like, really didn't like Artie. In Artie, Artie is the worst. He's I not also, a good 
guy. Felt bad for Artie though, because I'm like, I totally understand why this is happening, but also like, it's that crazy toxic masculinity yeah. where he's like pushing all of his feelings and all of this like stuff that he can't do onto her. But just it's because like, like you. If some just because something bad happens to you doesn't mean that you should react that way. You know what I mean? I guess yes, I agree. And I guess I get I get what both of you are saying because like I get how Artie just feels so like helpless in that moment and how like ashamed he might feel like having Tina see him that way and just like it's just so frustrating to face. And like humiliating and so i i understand that i also understand that like yeah just because something bad is happening to you doesn't give you the right to treat other people badly um i also think there is an snl skit about this scene um was there really yeah and like i did i missed this scene in the episode i think so i didn't like get the skit but like so it was just so weird and random. It was like this Disney Channel show about a Catholic school where they're like, anything is possible. And they keep convincing this kid in the wheelchair to try and walk. And he's like, falls and he's like, go away, leave me. And my family, like me and my sister quoted all the time for no reason, just cause it's so weird. And we're like, this skit makes no sense. Why is it happening? Oh my gosh. And that so like crazy. the real emotion of the scene is totally lost on me because I, all I can think of is the SNL skit. Like, <laughs> I also, I think I was just mostly just like really frustrated because like Artie, I don't know. I always go back and forth with Artie of being like, like, oh, I like Artie. And then like an episode like this, I'm like, wow, Artie is actually like, really terrible because he's he's really not nice to tina ever no like there was Mm -hmm. like when he was like doing that like really like god what was the madonna episode where he said something like really gross about tina yeah about the way she dresses yeah yeah i I was just like yeah i don't know how i feel about Artie anymore part of the problem is that the only times we see actual character moments with Artie, he's doing something mean. But he's presented as a two-dimensional little character the rest of the time that is a nice person. But anytime we see him as a three-dimensional character, he's doing something not nice. That's so <laughs> good. That's yeah. such a good, like... <laughs> oh, thanks. No, that's true. <laughs> no, but no, like, I never yeah. even thought of that, and that's like, you hit it right on the money. And I feel like that probably happens to other characters and we'll probably see that as we go on because I'm like, that's actually pretty much how Glee treats everybody. Like, if they're not the center of an episode, they're going to be this 2D character of, like, whatever character trait we've given them. Mm -hmm. It's like, Artie has that sort of sweet persona, but then, you're right, like, when we focus on him, he's actually an asshole. (laughs) Wow. Fun? You broke Glee. You broke Glee. <laughs> wide open. Why are we doing this podcast? All right, guys. Last episode. Let's wrap it up. We did great. <laughs> I'm so glad it only took, what, 19 episodes? Yeah. Fun fact that I forgot till we were recording right now. I was literally in a situation like this once. Where Wait, which situation? We've talked about a lot. Where someone was, like, trying to do something that they obviously couldn't. Like, my first day of college... I met someone on my floor who was in 
crutches and we're at like festival thing and he's like I want to kick this soccer ball and I was like are you sure like but I just met this person I'm not going to tell them what they can or can't do but I'm thinking well he's like yeah and then he hands me his crutches he kicks the soccer ball he lands on his broken foot and he's like you bitch why did you let me do that and I was just wow. like oh you a bitch yeah that leads into <laughs> uh, more on that did um, you hit him with the crutches no I was just like <laughs> I'm it's just gonna... Cullen, Alyssa. <laughs> I know. I'm projecting my own reactions onto people. I was just like confused. I was like, I don't know you. I don't know what you're capable and not capable. Like I would have assumed you couldn't, but you asked. And, <laughs> and one he night, called you a bitch. He used to, so this is some toxic masculinity on my part, but he used to call me a bitch all the time. And at one point, at lunch in front of everybody, I was like. You're like a girlfriend. You're always mean to me. And you're always like calling me a bitch and like complaining about things. And I don't know how to please you. Oh my God. Oh Lord. Wow. And he was like, I should hit you for saying that. But he didn't. Like everyone would have been mad at him if he did. Like, but I was just like, because he, he was so tired of it. Because I'm like, I just try and do what you want. And you're always mad about whatever happens. Wow, that was a dark Cullen's corner. It's a dark, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that guy if he's listening. <laughs> he's um, a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the safety dance. No. Um, uh, so then, Artie and Tina, we see them again, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I yelled at you, and I just like had trouble facing my disability and that I can't walk." And Tina's all like, actually, look at all these studies I found, which is like very misguidedly helpful. Like, yeah, it was really sweet because she's like, look at all these studies I found. You might be able to walk like look at all the stuff they're doing with like stem cells and restructuring and electricity. And it was like something very high school and naive, but sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Artie's like, oh, maybe I will be able to walk. Um, and they go to the, so they buy tap shoes at the mall and she goes to get him a pretzel. He calls her woman. Um, which he does a few, I think he did it a couple times before and I'm uncomfy about it. Yeah. Don't love it. Um, speaking of things I don't love, he just, he has a dream sequence. Well, we don't know it's a dream sequence at first. It's very strange. He's like, actually, I've been doing those treatments you spoke about, and I can walk. And he straight up, like, gets up, and he's like, now I want to dance. And Alyssa was like, is this a dream sequence? This has to be Because she was just like, no. It just didn't make <laughs> any sense to me. And I was you like, mean, you there don't is think no Lee way. would have gone into that, like, sci-fi realm where he's just instantly cured. No, like, honestly, I was considering it very slightly, but then I was just like, there's no way. There's no way if he just started those treatments, even if they did exist and were, like, FDA approved, that he would be able to walk in one day. Not gonna happen. (laughs) So after talking to myself about this for about 30 seconds of this dance routine, which does not sound like a long time, but in actuality is a long time, I came to the conclusion it was a dream. That dance sequence, there's a lot of things. Okay, so when the episode started, I think I've also written this in my notes before. I was like, wait a second, is this safety dance? So I have been confusing the safety dance dream sequence with 
some other sequence that's later in the series. So when it was starting, Maybe the Barbara Streisand one. What? It's also in the mall. No, now I'm remembering that one and I'm triggered. (laughs) No, it's another one with Artie, but it's a lot. I think it's from. Is it Dancing with Myself? No, because that's when I was like, oh, is this safety dance? So I don't want to give it away what I think it is, but it's from like a sequence that stars Artie in which he's like actually dancing, but it's very, very different. So oh, I, I know like, the one you're talking about. Okay, so I literally was watching this, and I was like, wait a second, this is awful. It's a fucking flash mob. Where's the <laughs> thing I was looking for? And so, like, I literally wrote in my notes, like, yeah, safety dance is going to be so lit. And then I was like, <laughs> wait, this is a flash mob when flash mobs were a thing. And I was uncomfy. Yeah, they're all dancing. We got Mike Chang. We got Brittany. We got Matt. <laughs> they're... They're doing a dance number, and this song is against the theme. All the other songs are about dreams, and this one is just safety dance. It, it barely fits because it is in a dream. Yeah, yeah I just like that's the I was only not a fan. It technically fits. Um, and then he he like comes to, and he's back in his chair, and he's all sad, and then. Uh, then he gets pretzels. Then he gets pretzels. Oh, now I want a pretzel. I know. Um, I literally like, oh, I want a pretzel. Mm. Then he goes to Emma, Emma, and he's like, look at all these treatments. I want to like, I want to go to you to help adjust to like my new life walking. And she's all like, oh, baby, like, Artie, I read your file. Your damage is pretty extensive. Like, and she explains medical research to him and that like these are in their infancies and it's not going to be a while. And she's like, I hope that maybe someday, but like, like, not within the next few years. A while? We're talking like 10 to 30 years in yeah. the future. Because she, she actually says that these studies are barely in their infancies. Because yeah. like basically what's like pretty theoretical. And then also like, there's not like actual human trials yet for at least most of them from what I understood. So yeah, like it's gonna be a long time, and like that was if such a hard ever. scene to watch because it was like you could tell like Emma wanted to be nice, but also she like wasn't going to give him false hope. She was just hitting him with the hard facts, and it was it was it was kind of sad. It was sad, and it, I I liked Emma in the scene. She was being really kind, but doing her job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, "Yeah, I think maybe you should come and see me every week." Yeah. And he he's sad. And he runs off, and then, but he, it, he does doesn't c- run off, Colin. He, that was really <sighs> insensitive. No, I'm treating him like he's everyone else. Like he was doing the equivalent <laughs> of running off. He wheels off. That sounds worse. Rolls off. He he leaves upset. He glides away. <laughs> Um, he exits the room and he talks to Tina and he, he comes to this really nice conclusion. He's like, I should focus on the dreams that I can achieve. I'm not going to be able to be a dancer. And he's like, I want you to have a dance partner for this dance number. And she's like, but I want to dance with you. And he's like, I know, but like, you deserve a dance. Like, he's like, you, you need someone to complete the routine. 
And so mm-hmm. he, but she's like, will you at least sing the song? And he's like, sure. So he sings Dream Little Dream of Me and uh, Tina Dances with Mike Chang. And it's a cute number. Like this, it's, it's really pretty. Yeah, the song's pretty, the dance is pretty, the emotion is really there. Like you feel emotion, you get emotions from Quinn, from Rachel, from Will, from Artie, from Tina. And it, it was a nice, like good ending number. I liked the uh, the background. It was very, I don't know. Sparkly? Yeah, they have like little stars. Almost, yeah. Yeah, 50s-ish. Yeah. Um, I think we should quickly talk about how Kevin McHale, who plays Artie, was in a boy band before he got to Glee. He Fun was. Fact. He was also so. in the Bratz movie. What? Oh my god, shut up. What? <laughs> His boy band was in the Bratz movie. Of course they oh, were. That is one of my favorite shitty movies. That's why I know so much about it. You, you watch it every week. <laughs> every morning as I get ready for work. <laughs> um, I can back that up. <laughs> my entire room is back to the movie theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's why like he's like a kind of pretty good dancer because he was in that boy band. His, he has a new, not new anymore, but he has music videos and stuff where he's dancing and he's a really good dancer. Yeah. I uh, have not seen them, but I believe you. <laughs> Thanks. I do know that he he's but he's recently come out with music, right? Yeah. Like, not even that long ago. Yeah. 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 So that is the tardy of it all. Um, tardy. Tardy. So now let's get to Rachel and Jesse, who I who have are so have such good chemistry that I rant about it in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about it. Oh, they're both so good. Um, so Rachel, after Brian Ryan is mean, is like practicing the dream ballet from Oklahoma because she's like focusing on her dreams, and we see Jesse watching her smiling oh. and <laughs> with his <laughs> off-the-shoulder bag. Um, which is why I have an off-the-shoulder bag. <laughs> Just if drop be... sauce has it, so does Cullen. <laughs> um, and she's she's like, oh, how was your spring break? And he's like, it was good. And uh, she's he's basically like, they basically may patch up. And she's all like, and he, what does he say? He says, and miss all, she's like, I thought you'd never come back. And he's like, and miss all your drama? And I thought that was cute. It was so cute. Let's just quickly talk about his first line is literally hi. And he like whispers it. And he like whispers like a few of his other lines. And I was like, so erotic. (laughs) (laughs) We need to write an erotic Jonathan Groff fan fiction. Oh, Oh, it'll write itself. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. He's, He's just so good. In, in this role, and he's, yeah, he just, he nails this. Yeah, so, so such a talented actor. Yeah. And uh, he's like, what's your dream? Like, because she said someone came to talk to Glee Club about dreams, and she's like, I'm going to play three girls, or three girls, three roles on Broadway, Funny Girl, um, Evita, and 
uh, Lori in Oklahoma. And he's like, that's not a dream, that's an inevitability. Which I was kind of hung up on because I was like, who are you to tell her what her dreams are? Go off. I did not, like, the it's an inevitability part was a little bit better. It made it slightly better. But at the same time, I was just like, you know what? No. She can have whatever dream she wants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Colin's not going to argue with a woman after being like, no man can tell her. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just going to, yeah, no. But yeah. True. And he's like, the dream is the gnawing thing that keeps you awake at night. And I'm like, that's a very dark way to look at dreams, but okay. <laughs> and the thing uh, that keeps you up at night, Cullen, is their chemistry. <laughs> is their chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Alyssa just says nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so he's, she's, he's like, she's like, well, I guess I always wanted to know my mom, which is convenient for him. Um, which we'll get to. And he's like, oh, you don't know? And she's like, yeah. And I didn't want to ask my dads about it um, because I didn't want to upset them. And he's like, well, let's look into it. I came here to win a national title, make all your dreams come true, and we're going to find your mom. Which is immediately suspicious. Like, yeah. if, some, if someone tells you that I'm here to make all your dreams come true, you should be very, very cautious. <laughs> yes. The world Very is not cautious. a welcoming place. The unless, world is dangerous. Unless they're literally your fairy godmother that just appeared. No Even one then, <laughs> I would still be very cautious. You're going to like take that, this person by the throat and turn that manipulation into your own manipulation. That is no. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> Do not like. <laughs> The difference. Anyway. <laughs> the difference between us. <laughs> um, yeah, and so uh, they start. Rachel starts doing research, and she's like, <laughs> "I discovered my mom is Broadway legend Patty Lapone." But she says it. He was like, "Where did you find?" She's like, "Where did you find her?" And she goes, "In the library." <laughs> like, what? But yes, Patty Lapone. So she comes up with this crazy theory, and Alyssa was like, this is crazy even for Rachel. It's real crazy. I thought it was peak Rachel. I was like, yes, like, of course she would do this. I, I enjoyed it. It was funny. She comes up, she's like, this is what Patty Lapone was doing. She was in Akron, Ohio at this time. It's with full Matt, conspiracy theory. With Mandy Patinkin. And then Jesse's reaction is like, is like you think that your, your dad's in, like, impregnated her at the Marriott in Akron. He was, was Mandy Patinkin in on this? <laughs> I was like, that is terrific. That is such a good, oh, it's so funny. I was like, this is genuinely really funny and I'm mad. It was, it's, it's really funny. It also makes me think of when Patty LaBelle had those pies, the sweet potato pies, and there was the YouTube video of the guy that was like, Oh, Patty! Like, trying the pies. Do you remember this? I watched this in class. No? Great. <laughs> um, this is the second time we've mentioned pies on this episode, and I'm not, no, I don't know how I feel about it. It's the holiday season. It is. Oh, okay, valid. Um, yeah, so it's, just, it's a funny scene. It's peak Rachel. It's peak Jesse. This whole, like, 
this whole lot storyline is peak Rachel. Like there's so many good, good segments. It's a really good storyline. Yeah. And she's like, do you want to see my research that my mother has burned it at Peter's? <laughs> oh, this was the Smash reference. This is the Smash connection. I can't I- believe I totally forgot about that. Ivy Lynn's mother in Smash was played by Bernadette Peters. Yes, triggers. Triggers. As in literally, I like my mind was thinking, oh, my body hurts when I remember watching <laughs> Smash. Um. Yeah. So there's also this, because Jesse's like, why are you so scared of finding the truth? And she's like, yes. She has this upsetting line where she's like, I don't want my mom to be some teen trollop like Quinn or some skank who'll do anything for money. You're just like. Hmm. But then, yes. So she has that line, but she also talks about her Rachel Berry museum in the basement. Her dads have all these file cabinets. Yes. All her info. Oh my god. I like I could literally picture it. I was like, this is literally peak Rachel. Like, of course this is happening. So they go to her house and he's like, what are, he she comes up with a box. She's this has the earliest date. And Jesse's like, hurry, your dads will be here soon. And she's pulling out like all her baby teas and her first singing trophy from when she was eight months old. <laughs> but yeah. she said, I was very... Uh, musically like, vocal or musically something like vocal. that. Musically vocal. Yeah. And he sneaks in a tape. And it plays a little... Like a legit tape, too. Yeah. It was not a yeah. CD or a flash drive. cassette tape. It was a cassette tape. And because she was born in 1994, like... A lot of people. <laughs> she is actually younger than all of us. She's younger than wait you no. by yeah. I'm born in '94. I would just I mean she was born. She said in December, I think. Oh, so she's younger than me. Yeah, I think she said December, and so I wrote it down. I was like, oh my god, she's younger than Cullen too. So yeah. Rachel would be the baby of our friend group. She would. That'd be a fun, that'd be a fun time being friends with Rachel Berry. That'd be a lot. That'd be down. A lot of grandma sweaters and, and children's size skirts all in one outfit. Yes. He's like, she, she's like, oh, what about this? And then she looks at the tape and it's like from mother to daughter. And he's like, she'd want you to listen to it. She's like, no, I can't. What if she's singing on the tape? What if she's terrible? Or, or worse, what if she's better than me? I cackled i was like that is so good (laughs) i remember that line that's like one of my like top rachel lines that i remember oh my gosh i i actually don't remember this storyline like obviously i remember shelby being the mom but Mm -hmm. i don't remember like the tape thing and oh that was such a good line it was so good it also had a lot of like hermione vibes to it like she get killed or worse, expelled. Yeah. <laughs> like she can be terrible or worse, she's better than me. Yeah, it's just Rachel's such a f- well like in a show that has so many weak character construction, Rachel is such a well crafted character. So yes. it's it's she's just you can have a lot of fun with her. And Pesos. Um and so she doesn't want to listen to the tape. She's like, It's my choice, it's my life. Jesse, I think you should go. 
and he's trying to force it. And then we cut to Jesse <laughs> meeting in a rainy car. So apparently in the same rainy car parking lot where Quinn and Terry met. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. But except this was during that night. So at night. key difference. But same parking lot for same, sure. I mean, it's the par- I mean, it's labeled the parking lot you go to talk to people about secret things. Secret things. Secret and it will always lot. be raining. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the car with Shelby, Adina Menzel, Elsa, Queen of Arendelle. Adele Dazeem. Adele Dazeem. I'm like, I was thinking like they went on to be in Frozen together. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, she has to listen to the tape and it's revealed that Jesse was sent to leave Vocal Adrenaline by Shelby to, well, he's like, when you wanted me to seduce her and she's like, befriend was the word I used. <laughs> <laughs> he's and, also so dramatic it's great he called it an acting exercise but he's like now i'm starting to like her and have feelings for her and he doesn't want so like he cares about her and she's all like we need to she needs to contact me because in the contract i can't contact her till she's 18 mm-hmm. and it's the one thing i regret about my life like it gave me money to go to new york but i regret not meeting her like i never got to hold her but i saw her looking back at me after she was born um so this is all so shelby adina menzel rachel's birth mother and the coach of vocal adrenaline can meet rachel so she has so jesse is doing a long con Mm -hmm. um which honestly i thought was going to be like way more nefarious i didn't know why he was doing the long con but when i found out it was just so that her mother could meet her i was kind of like oh i thought it was going to be like grosser than that yeah so eventually, so his solution is to break into her house or at least be in her room before she is and put in the tape when she walks in. Um, and it's her, it's Shelby singing I Dreamed a Dream from Les Mis. And Rachel joins so in. pretty. And they sing a great duet and they look so much alike. They do. They are very, very like physically similar and extremely well casted in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they sing I Dreamed a Dream together. I dreamed a dream of times gone by. Yeah, I dreamed a dream of times gone by. I literally had so many chills during that whole sequence. Um, I was a little confused by... Where they were in space and time? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I guess that's the way to put it. Like, Rachel, so like, Shelby's on stage singing, and then Rachel comes on the same stage, but then they sort of converge, but it's like Rachel doesn't know she's there, but Shelby knows that she's there. I was very confused. Like, I get what they were going for, but like, my brain just could not wrap itself around this very dramatic moment. It's one of those things that probably works a lot better on stage than in a show. Yeah. I think I think that's probably what it is. Because I'm like, like I know why this is happening. I get why it's happening. But like the actual logic on screen doesn't make sense to me. I wonder if this would be one of those times it might be acceptable to actually use a split screen. Oh. I don't know. Oh, that's they're kind uh, of they're kind of really looked down upon, but this might actually help the scene. I don't know. You'd have I to try it. Like they didn't need 
the stage. They could have just had Shelby singing in her car. That's not or, dramatic like, enough. There's no movement. Or, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, it's not like a big deal. I was just like, this is confounding to my brain right now. But that, that's the Jesse and Rachel storyline. So two that's out of three storylines were pretty good. Wait, which ones were good and which ones weren't? I liked, <laughs> I liked the Rachel and Jesse and the Artie and Tina. I didn't like the Will storyline because it was Will. And I felt dealing with a has-been from high school was a little repetitive after two episodes of Paper Roads. I, I genuinely liked all of them, actually, because I really liked Neil Patrick Harris. Like, even if his character fucking sucked and even if it was Will, like, I really like Neil Patrick Harris, the actor. It was not like a bad storyline. Yeah, you just didn't like it that much. Because of Will, yeah. But it was not like, ooh, this is objectively horrible. Yeah. (laughs) I think like as a Will storyline though, it was actually like the most watchable. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. The best Will storyline. Yeah. Yeah, because like even because you said like it's super repetitive to have like the old high school person he's helping out be really redundant and but I'm like even thinking like I didn't like watching any of the April storylines because they made me uncomfortable even though like I loved Chris Chenoweth and like I think there's something charming about her character but like mostly they just made me really uncomfortable this one didn't make me uncomfortable. So I was like, you know what? I'm into it. I was thinking about how I would glee boot this episode. Uh-huh. And I was thinking instead of having a Brian Ryan character, the teacher gives them an assignment, like, what is your dream? Like, find your dream. And uh, so that's where Rachel is thinking about, like, is what do I really want? Is it that I want to be a Broadway star? Or do I want, like, the feelings that come with the, being a Broadway star? Like, that feeling of love and acceptance? And why do I feel like I'm missing that? Um, and then, like, you could have, like, the Artie storyline. You would have maybe, like, someone like Finn, who's a little, like, less directioned, be like, what is my dream? And I wrote down a list of songs with the word dream in them oh. that we could potentially use. Um, we have Once Upon a Dream from Sleeping Beauty. We have... now we can use Disney, Disney. properties. Yeah. Disney's Glee. We have Any Dream Will Do from Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Wait, do... Oh. Any dream will do. Okay. Yeah. We got In My Dreams from Anastasia the Musical. Um, We've got I've Got a Dream from Tangled. We have Beyond My Wildest Dreams from The Little Mermaid on Broadway. This one doesn't have the word dream in the title, but it's a really good song. It's 26. It's by Paramore. And there's this line, uh, they say that dreaming is free, but I don't care how much it costs me. And it's a really good song. There's a Dreams of Wish Your Heart Makes, which would have to be in the episode, is an iconic song about dreaming. <laughs> um, teen, that's from Cinderella. Uh, there's Teenage Dream by Katy Perry, which is included in a later episode, so maybe not. There's Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift. We've had a lot of T-Swift, though. Um, and then there's Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, which would have to be in there as well. And uh, Boulevard's Broken Dreams by Green Day, which if we had a Brian Ryan character, he could sing. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. 
So those are, I think that I'd keep the storylines fairly similar and I'd keep some of the songs like Dream On and Dream Little Dream and I've Dreamed a Dream, but we could add some more dream songs. Who doesn't love a song about dreams? I have an idea for our Glee boot. So I like the, I don't, okay. I don't like the Brian Ryan character because he's weird and like not awesome. Um, he sucks, as we have said before. Yeah. But I think he, as I have mentioned, poses like a good competitive streak for Will Schuster, which we haven't seen before, that is also genuinely, genuinely brings forth some of his better character traits. Um, there is one person who keeps recurring that we really don't like and just wish he would totally disappear, which is the pedophile Sandy. That's his name, yeah, right? Sandy Ryerson, yeah. So I propose that we get rid of Sandy Ryerson and replace him with Brian Ryan. So Great. Ryan, yes, Ryan Ryan actually would have been the person who used to run Glee Club and used to run the school. So there's a huge competitive a drama between them already and he's not just someone that Will Schuster went to school with before but someone that he's been consistently competing against in his um professional, professional life, life. Yeah. yes interesting love that so I have just like two kind of questions yeah one I guess isn't a question the other one is and it's actually a callback <laughs> to last episode. So my first one is back to Tina and Artie. Tina literally calls out the fact that Shu didn't even fucking do his job this week <laughs> by not giving them an assignment. And I'm here for that. She's like, hey, yes. Mr. Shu didn't give us an assignment this week, so let's give ourselves an assignment. And it's like, oh, that's right. That's kind of his thing. Because like when you said there would be like an actual assignment to like, hey, like come up with like your dream or whatever. And I was like, huh, yeah, that sounds like a thing that she would do. Why didn't he do that? Oh, because he had more important things, question mark? He had to get a beer and have his shirt open. <laughs> and he had to sing, he had to try out for, uh, for Les Mis. Um, and then my other thing, this is callback to last episode. This is the last episode? Yes. Yeah, maybe. So... <laughs> Rachel, Finn introduces Rachel to this person that we will literally never see again, that um, the kid that he met at football camp who was paralyzed. But the purpose of him existing is to, because the intro literally starts with, like, Finn introduced Rachel to some, to a football, I literally wrote a football kid to show her there are worse things to lose than your voice. But Glee Club has a character that serves that purpose and would have made a more emotional connection. Why didn't Artie teach Rachel her lesson? Like, why couldn't something like this be part of Rachel's lesson? Good like, point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like Artie is really dealing with his disability right now. And like, like that would have kept things in the family, so to speak. But I think it would have had more of an emotional impact 
that could have carried through because we're literally never going to see that other guy again. I don't know. That's just how I feel. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you for oh. coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> also, the song In My Dreams from Anastasia, I just remembered, is about missing your family, which would be perfect for Rachel, who's looking for her birth mother. Oh, gasp. Gasp. Um, yeah, so this is overall a pretty good episode. So who was, uh, what was your least favorite song? Wait a second. Are we going to do Tina time? Guys, you will not believe this. Tina had 31 lines. Holy shit. That's like more lines than she's had in the rest of the show combined. Arguably 32 if we count her crying in front of the camera. But I I don't know about that. I'm going to go with 31. Nice. Can I just quickly say that? So I was thinking about that literally the whole episode. I was like, oh my God, Tina's talking again. This is so great. (laughs) But I was also thinking, so when we first see... Uh, Tina and Artie, Tardy, as they're <laughs> affectionately called now, in the library, Tina like grabs the book and hands it to him. She literally spends so much time before giving her line that I thought she wasn't going to talk. <laughs> yes, I know! <laughs> I was like, oh God, here we go. It's another just long silence from Tina. Oh no, she's talking. Okay, good. <laughs> Tina is here and she has things to say. <laughs> I literally was like, oh my God, she's not going to say anything. Artie's just going to randomly start conversation. She's going to nod. <laughs> but it didn't, so I'm glad. 31 lines. Wow, good for her. Good up for Tina. Amazing. Good up. Tina Cohen Chang. So that was Tina time. Sorry, I almost missed our biggest Tina time uh, of all. Probably our biggest Tina time ever. Ever. This could be the most live. Let's see. We should have a record. If this is our Tina's most times talking record, let's see if it's ever beaten. Okay. So right now we're at 31 lines. 31 lines. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Now, who was our least favorite character this week? I'm going to go with Brian Ryan. No, thank you. He was annoying and he was mean <laughs> and he wasn't fun to hate like a Sue. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm going to go with Artie because I really was not happy about the way he treated Tina. This would be like if Alyssa did something on the podcast I didn't like and I was like, you forced me to do this podcast. How dare you? And then I'd slap you. Yeah. Instead of just rolling the chair. <laughs> so I I like both of your answers. I thought I kind of enjoyed Brian Ryan literally only because it was Neil Patrick Harris. But like, yeah, his character is actually super annoying. Um, and then like Artie, I kind of wrestled with because I was like, uh... Artie's Artie, and then I was like, ugh, Artie's gross, because you made that really astute observation about Glee being terrible at writing characters. But I'm just going to go with, like, my original, who was Jesse, and it was really only because he was being such a sneak, and we really kind of found out, like, he was 
he was trying to manipulate Rachel. And I was like, that's really sad. Even though, like, I knew it was happening. I was like, oh, Jesse, no. Because they were so cute together. Like, you want to ship them. Then you're like. <sighs> but, like, I, it's hard to ship them now because, like, it's really hard because I know it's just, it's not going to be able to last. And Hannah, oh, spoilers. What? It's, she's, he's literally, like, going to go back to vocal adrenaline. That's what he says. Like, if you get this done, you go back to vocal adrenaline. So, like. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, I could assume that his feelings for her are too much and he just decides he might to stay, stay in the Glee Club. Yeah. We don't know that. So that's the thing. It's like, I was like hurt by that, you know? It's like he had this plan that he was, like I had assumed at the beginning, he's literally only there for some sneaky reason and he's going to go back to vocal adrenaline. And that was his plan and I didn't like it. Okay, valid. Who was your favorite character? Mine was Tina. Tina was doing her best this week. She was a little pushy at times, but she was just trying to be supportive and loving. And she's like, she's supposed to be a freshman in this season. She's like 14. So like, she's clueless. Um, She's doing her best and she's talking. And I'm all for Tina having a voice. I'm also going to go with Tina because she deserves our praise. And she's, she's just like, like you said, Colin, she's just being a nice person in this episode and she does not deserve all of the shit that Ari gives her. Yeah, my, I literally didn't have anyone picked until like, we were almost done, like talking about the the episode (laughs) because I was like, I don't know if I like liked anyone enough because everyone was kind of like on the same level, but then, like, for sure, I'm gonna have to go with Tina, because, yeah, she really was just trying to help and be supportive, and it just, Artie was a real big jerk. Also, did we talk about the fact that they kissed? Like, she kissed Oh, yeah, we, she, we forgot. They kissed. Yeah, they kissed. A and, tardy like, kiss. A tardy kiss. <laughs> And, like, when it happened, I was, like, oh, oh, my gosh. But then, like, now talking about, like, this whole relationship and, like, really looking at it more objectively, I was uh, – now I'm, like, eh, Tina, you can do better. Please find someone else. Yeah. I feel like when I saw that, my immediate reaction was just sort of, like, ugh. Ugh. Speaking of, uh, what was your least favorite song this week? Safety Dance. Safety Dance. And yeah, Safety good. Dance. And then it, it also, like, I was like, yeah, it's going to be great. And then it wasn't what I was expecting, and I was upset. And then also just, like, it wasn't good. And I'm like, all right. It was a flash mob. No, thank it you. Was, yeah. Yeah. about flash mobs. Yeah. And favorite song? Hmm. This one's a little harder. You're going with I Dreamed a Dream? Yes, it was so good. I had literal chills. It was really good. I'm going with Dream On. I love that song. That was so so close. It was my second. Yeah, those are both, like, I could pick either one, but I'm going to go with Dream On. Because that gave me Dream On stuck in my head for the rest of the day. What is the one that Tina did again? Dream Little Dream. Yes, I'm going to go with They Dreamed a Little Dream. This is proof that it was a good episode because, like, (laughs) they're all valid picks for, like, best song of the episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Cause like, I really, I think out of all the dream titled ones, I think, no, cause I also really liked it. That's the thing is that, like, <laughs> I could kind of go for either of them. It was just, yeah. Yeah. I like them all, but I really like Dream a Little Dream because it had like such a, I don't know, like I said, like a 50s vibe and I like that, so. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suki, Suki liked that one too. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Fiero's gone. She, she left. As soon as my roommate came home, she was out the door. She was like, oh, I hate you anyway. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, like I'll I'll pass Fiero's thoughts along. I'll, uh, I'll put it in our show notes. Put in a tweet. Put in a tweet. So speaking of tweets, how can oh. people follow our show? Oh my god! So we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. So for Twitter and Instagram, we are at Glee Boot Pod, and then it's just Glee Boot Pod on Tumblr. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. Come find us. Come find us. Da-da. Comment, exchange thoughts, ideas about Glee. Follow. follow us. Follow our podcast. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're uh, on Spotify. We're basically wherever podcasts are found for the most part. Um, follow us on iTunes. Leave a good review, like a five-star review if you can. It helps spread word of the show so more people see it when they're searching for Glee content, because um, we're the freshest Glee content out there. I'm yeah, just, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, I make no promises. <laughs> also, <laughs> you can follow my YouTube channel at yaboyryan, Y-A-B-O-I Ryan, and his Instagram and TikTok at yaboyryan99. Was Ryan born in 1999? Yeah, he's in. He's a sophomore yeah. in college. I don't oh my god! Any. Yeah, I have other. They grow up so fast. They do. Yeah. Do you want to plug anything? Plug some mm. content. How about next week? Because I don't remember my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's valid. Valid. <laughs> so um, stay tuned next week to find out <laughs> Alyssa's Instagram handle or whatever. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. <laughs> So, anything you want to plug, Hannah, before we close? Uh, no, just follow us on on the sosh on the so me. Follow us on the sosh. Tell us, tell all your friends about us. I tell all my friends about this, whether they watch Glee or not. <laughs> and I'm like, listen to my podcast. And even the ones that aren't currently watching Glee, they listen and they enjoy because we recap it for you. Yeah. yeah. So you don't even have to have watched the episode. You can just hear our version of it. And, and save yourself. Save yourself. Exactly. Or watch the episode because I really am enjoying rewatching Glee and then come to us for like, hear our thoughts about it. Our hot takes. Our hot <laughs> takes as hot as the coals on the naughty list. <laughs> also, by the time anyone listens to this, they're going to be like, Christmas was like four months ago. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now you know our delayed recording to release schedule. Hot. They can no, be, but they can't be in a stocking. They would burn Maybe, the house no, down. That's why Santa's like you're naughty and <laughs> burn your house down. <laughs> oh my god! So, so Santa's committing hate crimes <laughs> around the world. <laughs> <laughs>
He's a narcissist. He's a narcissist. I love Santa oh. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, see you next time, buckaroons. What? What? <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>